You're listening to the sermon cast of First Presbyterian Church Spartanburg. To watch the full video of this worship service and to learn more about the ministries of our church, visit us online at fpcspartanburg.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Our second reading comes from Luke's Gospel, the 19th chapter. We meet Jesus and the disciples here quite a ways along on their journey to Jerusalem. But before they get there, there is a stop along the way in a place called Jericho. Jesus, in the verses immediately before this story, has just healed a blind man outside the gates of Jericho. And now he enters into the city. Friends, let us listen once more for a word from God as we hear these verses from Luke chapter 19, beginning with the first verse. Jesus entered into Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So Zacchaeus ran ahead and he climbed up a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry down, for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and they said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek out and to save the lost. Friends, this too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's sermon is titled, Stain Power. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, draw near to us. Draw near to us, O God, on this day. Dwell within our hearts and within this space. That the words of my mouth and indeed the meditations of all of our hearts gathered together here in your sight would be pleasing and glorifying to you. For you and you alone, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Now, I will be the first to admit that this is not the most Kirkin of the Tartan-esque story out of the Bible, if you will. The story of Jesus' encounter with Zacchaeus, I suspect for most, conjures notes more along the lines of a certain children's song, more than it does the resonating emotional harmony of the bagpipe. 
The hot, dry desert setting of Jericho stands in stark contrast to the cool, damp air, the lush vegetation of the place we are transported back to with these tartans and with these bagpipes, that place of the Scottish Highlands. And yet there is a contrast in this story, a contrast at the very heart of this story, in fact, that I think reveals to us that there is perhaps no better story for us to visit with on a day like this one. Listen again to how Luke begins the story. Jesus, Luke tells us, entered Jericho and was passing through. Now, it is entirely possible that Jesus planned all along for Jericho to be a rest stop on his journey to Jerusalem. I have not spent much time traveling in the desert by foot, but I suspect that it was the same then as it is now, which is when you encounter a spot of civilization while traveling through the desert, you are awfully tempted to stop and to find some shade and a sip of water and to recharge your batteries. And yet within this story, there are many indications that Jesus really was just passing through. It tells us that the crowds, they lined the streets and that Zacchaeus, he he ran ahead to climb into the tree. There's this sense that the entire city believes that the only opportunity they will have to glimpse this Jesus is if they find him on the road as he is walking through town on his way to the next place. That is until Jesus stops. Jesus stops and he looks up into that tree and he says to Zacchaeus up there, Zacchaeus, come down for today I must stay in your house. Do you all hear that juxtaposition, that contrast? The story begins with Jesus passing through, but it ends with Jesus deciding to stay. There is a term I remember learning a number of years ago, I think in one of my economics classes in college. It's the term staying power. Now, in finance, staying power means one thing. It means having the ability to stay with your investment position even if it loses value because you believe that it will eventually come back again on the other side. But in the context of faith, staying power, I think, means something very different. I remember hearing a pastor once talking about staying power and the the sense of ministry that the longer a pastor can stay in one place, understanding, of course, that there are at times limits to that where a pastor needs to go on. But this pastor was saying, you know, I've come to appreciate the value of staying power in ministry. Because I remember, she said, when I first came to the church I'm in, I looked out on the faces in the pews and they were all more or less anonymous. I knew nothing of the stories behind them. But the longer I stayed, 
the more opportunities I had to officiate weddings and baptisms and funerals. The more invitations I received to come into someone's home to enjoy a meal, the more hospital rooms I found myself knocking on the door of. And sure enough, after enough time, after enough staying, I began to know the stories that go along with those faces. And then the longer I stayed still, I began to learn the backstory to the backstories, to the backstories of those faces sitting out there in the pews. I began to stand in the pulpit on a Sunday and I'd look out and I'd see Mary and Ben. They have prayed so long for this day to come. I'd look out and I'd see Daryl there in his normal spot. Now, Daryl is a bull in the china shop, but he has an awfully good heart. I'd look out there and I'd see Sandy. She still can't believe that he's not here. And neither can I. I'd look out there and I'd see the stories. Stories of deep joy and the stories of anguish. The stories of hope and the stories of fear. The longer I stayed, she said, the more staying power I practiced. The more I got to know the people. And the more the people got to know me. Friends, in many ways, I think today's story from Luke's gospel is a case study in God's staying power. Think back with me through the story of the Christian movement, if you will, all the way back to the days of the disciples. Think how many times there have been in the story of our faith story where it must have felt as if God was just passing through. Let's start with the disciples, right? If ever there was a group of people who believed that Jesus was here to stay, it was the disciples, I mean, they hinged their life on that idea that Jesus was here to usher in a new kingdom, not just one down the road in the future, but one here and now. Imagine how they must have felt when that last nail was driven in and that final breath was drawn. Think, too, of the story of the early church. It is a story that seems marked more by episodes of imprisonment, of martyrdom, of shipwrecks than of any success by earthly standards, at least. Even the Reformation, which we mark in our own Presbyterian way today, is one that was defined more by challenge than by hopefulness. John Knox, we were talking right before worship, the forefather for American Presbyterians, he spent two years as a prisoner in a French galley ship, rowing for two years on account of his faith. Surely there were moments when John Knox himself wondered, maybe all God really was doing and Jesus was passing through. And all that before we even get to Zacchaeus, right? Zacchaeus, we are told, is short in stature, but the truth is Zacchaeus is short in everything. Zacchaeus is short in compassion. Zacchaeus is short in justice. 
I mean, Zacchaeus is this man who has spent his entire life defrauding his neighbors. To say he was the worst of the worst is an understatement. If ever there was someone that Jesus could just pass by on, it was Zacchaeus. But what does Jesus do instead? Jesus stays. Zacchaeus, come down out of your tree. For today I'm going to come and stay in your house. After all of that time, all of that time going back to the time of Jesus, folks, here we still are. Good Friday yields to Easter morning, right? The early church, it spreads like wildfire despite itself. The Reformation, which must have felt at times like it was a lost cause, and here we still are. Our God in Jesus Christ is revealed to be a God who stays. And when we worship a God with staying power, it should and does change us. It sure changed Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a changed man by the end of this story. Right? Zacchaeus, he repents. Suddenly he turns to his neighbors and says, I will repay you four times whatever I took. Suddenly this man who is the worst of the worst is the vessel through which God's kingdom begins to break through. There's something in this story that instructs us that when we realize that God is a God with staying power, well then we can't stay where we are any longer. When we worship a God who stays with us, well then our feet are suddenly set in motion because it changes us. You know, in so many ways that is what we are really recognizing on Kirken of the Tartan Sunday. This is a Sunday where, frankly, it really doesn't matter whether you have Scottish heritage or not. Not all of us do. And I'm not talking about England. I'm from Ohio, right? Like, I'm that. <laughs> Today is not a day when it really even matters whether you have Scottish heritage. Today is not really a day when it really matters whether you enjoy bagpipes or not, no offense, whether you own a kilt or not. Today is a day when we gather to recognize the fact that God's staying power is still at work now. That just as God has brought our particular tradition through 500 years of ups and downs, God is still bringing us through all that we face in our lives and in our world, in this place and in this time. This is a Sunday when we recognize that God is one who transcends time and space. God is one who transcends good and bad. God is one who transcends nations and cultures and traditions. Today is a day when we recognize that God is still here. That God is still at work amongst us. To say it differently, right? 
Today is a day when we confess that though we are all just passing through, well, God, God is not. God is not. Zacchaeus, come on down out of your tree. For today, I must stay in your house. In your house. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen.